It's 722 on a snowy Thursday morning. Joining us now in our studios is Northfield's uh, Chief of Police, Mark Elliott. Chief, thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. Hopefully you had no incidents on the way. Uh, Guess what? It turned to winter (laughs) this week. Quickly. Yes. And there have been reports of cars spinning out everywhere, and I think just about everyone I've talked to has some story about uh, driving this week. Uh, For winter driving... You know, last week it was 68 degrees, and all of a sudden we're dealing with this now. That takes a lot of people by uh, surprise, but uh, how has uh, the winter driving been this week? Well, Jeff, how quickly we forget. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been okay. Uh, lots of spinouts, but unfortunately some crashes too. Monday we had seven crashes. Tuesday we had another three. Um, most of those were property damage. No one got injured. Uh, just a, a property damage crash and not a personal injury. Um, but... Yeah, you know, that's an important thing here in Minnesota is we just, we need to slow down. Uh, slow down a little bit. I saw a, a meme just yesterday that talked about it's better to be going slow and wish you were going fast and going fast and wish you were going slow. <laughs> and how true that is here. Um, you know, I I know a few years ago talking with some young drivers and uh, just telling them, you know, reminding them how to drive in the winter. And I said, you got to drive like your grandma's sitting next to you and she's got a cup of coffee with her not a tumbler like i have here with the lid on it but we're talking an old-fashioned cup of coffee filled to the brim and and you don't want that to spill on grandma's lap so it's got to be easy and smooth on the brake and easy and smooth on the gas and your turning motions you, you slow down you take it easy like that we're going to avoid those spin outs we're going to avoid those crashes you're going to have time to react when someone in front of you spins out that type of thing. So just a good reminder for folks that just really just take a couple extra minutes. It won't delay your trip that long. Slow down. Most of us are just fine when someone is a couple minutes late for their meeting or appointment because the roads are bad. So yeah, the, um, you know, have patience as well with people who are going slow. If you're impatient, the person's going too slow, you go to pass them. You're probably going too fast. Yeah. Have patience with that. Yeah, coming in this morning, uh, I was in a 55 zone, and I was going 43 miles an hour behind the person in front of me, and I was... I just decided that was okay with the conditions. That's good, good. Hey, let's move on. We have talked uh, since last summer, another thing that kind of took everyone by surprise, and that's uh, all of a sudden edible cannabinoids are legal. And Northfield, like every town, has been, I don't want to say struggling, but you have been um, putting together policies and getting things in place so this can be done in a uh, a legal and, and orderly manner. Where are you at on the cannabinoids now? What's the situation looking like? Yeah, Jeff, like you said, when this passed on the state level, it kind of took people by surprise. It was uh, added into a a larger bill um, and passed along. And come uh, July 1st, we were struggling with how we're going to deal with this. And from a policy perspective, the Northfield City Council took this uh, issue on and said, you know, we're we're not going to ban them um, like some cities have done or other things like that. But uh, we want to regulate them uh, because it's an intoxicant. And it's really important that people are responsible, but also they want to keep it out of the hands of children. So uh, that's what I heard from a lot of their discussions is let's make sure that adults can responsibly choose um, this product if they want to, but um, let's make sure we're keeping our children safe. So uh, starting November 1st, the city 
passed an ordinance and is regulating this. We have three licensed retailers in Northfield right now. They have to follow the state law on those. And the state law covers um, that it has to be hemp-derived THC, not marijuana-derived. Uh, it can only be 0.3% of THC and less than 5 milligrams per <laughs> serving and less than 50 milligrams per package. Um, and the packaging can't... Uh, add to or the product rather you can't add it to another product or adulterate another food product so it has to be made just specifically for that um, the packaging can't look like uh, a current food product it can't be targeted towards children those type of things our city just added a few um, regulations on there uh, to sell the product you have to be 21 they really wanted to be sure that Adults and people were being responsible about uh, selling the products or clerks who are selling them have to be 21. No self-service, no on-site consumption. Has to be a fixed location. Nobody's selling them out of a van in a parking lot mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and then no uh, on-site uh, sampling uh, as well. So that went into effect, and uh, so far, so good. Uh, we're working with our retailers, educate them, make sure they are aware of the law and uh, so that they're uh, operating as they should be. But it's going pretty well. Good, good, and so uh, so far, uh, no, I guess uh, criminal uh, criminality involved with this yet. That uh, it's only a few weeks into it, but uh, you haven't had any type of, I don't know. Do you give people tickets for that? Do you arrest them? Yeah. What? So similar to um, how we handle alcohol or tobacco sales, which are age regulated and have regulations on them. Um, if we have a violation, we'll take enforcement action, and we'll do compliance checks as well. Um, so similar to those, we're going to send operatives in to do compliance checks and make sure that they're following the rules that they should. Police Chief Mark Elliott is with us. We're talking about some of the things that are going on with the Northfield Police Department now. Uh, another thing we've talked about, a little aside here, is we've uh, talked about the uh, Pink Patch Project. Um, Champaign Eichlenborg, one of your officers, has really took the the bull by the horns with this project, and we've talked to her a couple of times. Is that is that over yet, or is it still going on? How how how's it been? Yeah, it uh, well, it, it's an ongoing project. We're going to leave the information up on our website, and if folks are interested in buying the pink patch or. Uh, making a donation or, or buying the pins, we're, we're going to have that uh, up and running. But uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that was really our focus for that. You know, we kicked it off uh, in partnership with the DJJD committee, um, just building some awareness since there's a new program here. But really, October is is the focus month for us on that. Um, so we wrapped things up, and uh, Champagne was able to go up to the American Cancer Society and. Uh, give them a donation check of $9,000, which we thought was pretty dang good for our wow. first year. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, we'll have uh, new ideas. We'll have something else coming up uh, next year um, for it to continue that. But, yeah, we're really thankful for uh, our folks in town that embraced this, for the businesses that embraced it. And, again, all of the time, all of the donations, it's all done for the American Cancer Society. So um, there's no cut for us, uh, mm -hmm. anything like that. So um, our officers donated a lot of time, Champagne, a ton of time in organizing, getting this together. So we're very thankful for that. And we know that cancer affects everybody in our community. And uh, as much as we want to think of uh, – a lot of our officers and in, in our community as heroes and throughout communities in the U.S., we know that cancer affects everyone and they're not immune either. So I think it's a really good partnership for officers to be able to do that and bring awareness of uh, cancer issues. All right. Applaud uh, 
Officer Eichlenborg for for doing that and for her success. And uh, also one more plug. Today is Give MN Day, Give to the Max Day. So look up on the website, as you mentioned, on the police uh, department's website, and you can still give to that program. It's still a very worthy program. All right, let's move on. You have uh, coming up in, I think, a couple of weeks. I don't know if the date has officially been set yet, but rumor has it December the 2nd. You'll be making an appearance on uh, one of our programs, Public Policy This Week, uh, with Rich Larson and a co-host. I believe it's going to be probably uh, Joe Moravchik, maybe. He has law enforcement experience. But you're going to be talking about a new program a program that's new to Rice County. Uh, give us a little preview. Yeah, Jeff, we're uh, talking about public policy. One of the big changes we've seen in public policy is addressing uh, mental health services in our community, and um, especially from an emergent or emergency crisis perspective. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that uh, over the years, and uh, especially, I would say, a whole lot in the past maybe seven years. And law enforcement is at the appropriate response for, uh, for mental health. And um, a lot of us professionals have said that... Uh, um, it, it's not, but nobody else is stepping up and doing this, so we'll do it. We'll take it on because we care about our community. Um, so we've made a lot of, uh, I would say, improvements in police response. We've uh, sent our officers to critical incident training and crisis response and that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, R- Rice County really, really stepped up here uh, this past year and took on uh, this issue countywide and added community-based coordinators. So that was a new initiative that started this year. So it'll be a good opportunity to discuss that, discuss some of the, um, you know, behind-the-scenes work that was done, but also um, how this need has been there for a long time, but we're finally addressing it, and then the different ways that we're addressing it. Uh, we had some uh, law changes here in 2021 with Travis's law coming in, requiring calls to um, go to a crisis line if, uh, if appropriate. Um, and then uh, we saw nationally the 988 number get rolled out, so folks can dial 988, and it'll go right to uh, a crisis mental health provider. Um, so there's been a few changes there, and we want to kind of dive into it, jump into the deep end, and uh, have a discussion about that. Yeah, looking forward to that. You know, law enforcement has, in recent years, uh, been really forced to uh, forced to evolve lawmakers have been forced to kind of help uh lawmakers do their job and to help to help the uh, citizens and uh is you know my opinion some very f- interesting ways that they're doing that and very constructive ways that they're doing that so i'm looking forward to uh your public policy this week appearance that's december the 2nd yep on december 2nd all right thank you so much for joining us thank you northfield police chief mark elliott